Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. All right, this is the Cousins AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs. I'm here with my cousin, Jados. Coach of the Average Joes this week. Just a disappointing, well, average, just straight up average week for me this week. So I've gone with Average Joe for my team name this week. Is that a reference to my dodgeball reference from yeah, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, it is a little ago? bit, yeah. Yep, the average Joes, that's what we are. Just doing our best, chugging along. Well, mate, you know the story of the average Joes. I know you know. That's like, it. They're, they're the ultimate underdogs, and they come back, and they get the job done. Maybe it's just some cheeky foreshadowing. Peter LaFleur wins his money, and then he buys out Globo Gym. So it's just a, it's, that's going to be you, mate, for the rest of the year. You're going to get the job done. A beautiful underdog story. That's, that's what we're going for. But yeah, average Joes for this week. Um, Yeah. I, I guess we'll get straight into it. Um, I scored a 1982 and I'm ranked 7,995th. So basically 8K. I dropped what, like three, 200 spots. What's your, uh, this is random and we've actually never done this on the pod, but what's your overall score? Cause I'm like 4,000 spots behind you, but it feels like we are not that far apart. Uh, 27, four Oh four. Oh, okay. I'm 27, two, three, three. So that's not a massive. So gap. shit. Dog I, shit. That's pretty rude to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit closer than I, th- I thought I was, which is good, but I scored at 1942 this week. I'm ranked 11 K 11,551. It's not the best. I actually went down about a thousand spots, which is weird. Cause I felt like I was having a good week and I nailed two-thirds of my trades. I thought you were going to have a huge week, mate. I really thought it was going to happen, but... At the start, I just had a few a few primo passengers that let me down, but while we're, while we're on the topic of trades, what were your trades this week, mate? Well, so I decided to jump off Atkins, Warple, and Sheasel, um, and I grabbed Neil, Steele, and Johnson. So... Johnson was good. He scored a 93 as a rookie. He was awesome. He was fantastic. Neil scored a 124. Awesome as well. Still average. Average Joe. And he was like, he represented exactly what my team was this week. So, it's yeah, it was, it was all right. I feel like grabbing two primos, two underpriced primos and a good rookie though. Like, on paper, they were good trades. I just... I hope Steel comes good. I don't know what's up with him. It's interesting because in a way you've gone backwards with just like the amount of rookies on field slightly because of, of Atkins to Johnson. Uh, no, nah, but I got rid of Sheasel. Oh, Sheasel. Yeah, yeah. I get, technically. Then, yeah. yeah. One of the better rookies, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I looked at my notes and uh, it auto-corrected to sneezed. <laughs> Traded out sneezed. Good old Harry sneezed. Yeah. All right, my trades this week, I will let you know. They were <laughs> Zeebs, Zeebel English, and Davey to Lloyd, Briggs, and Crouch. So I got super weird with it, which was a guarantee on the pod last week. I said I was going to do it. 
And mate, the the two thirds of that that paid off massively was the English and Davy to Briggs and Crouch, who were just enormous this week. Briggs outscored English, which felt so good. And I got a one twenty three there instead of a a, do- a rookie donut. So that was good. Lloyd just let me down a bit, which was upsetting. That is crazy ballsy trading, and I, like it paid off big time. I mean, yeah, we we won't talk about the Zebel to Lloyd incident. That's just. It was, it was yeah. unrelated to the other two trades. Yeah. I just did it to strengthen round 15. But, mate, watching Lloyd this week was just uh, frustrating. Should we get into our hogs and flogs? Let's do it, yeah. <laughs> so let's start with our hogs, as we always do. <laughs> well, yeah, most of the I don't know why it took me so it. long to work out which was first. Um, I guess I'll kick us off with my hog. And I've got Dunkley for his 145. Going to show him a bit of love. He has a five-round average now of 128. Wow, so that's enormous. And also, I think his um his overall season average is like 109. So he's averaging now what we paid for him at the start of the year. It's just nice knowing that he wasn't just an absolute dud. 109.7. Yeah. Yes, maybe even slightly higher than what we paid for. I re- um, I really would like to give him back some VC and C responsibilities, but. It's scary. You easily could, mate. It's if you, scary, mate. If you look at his last five, like three of them have been enormous, Huge, yeah. I think. Yeah. I captained him for, I think, a 112 a couple of weeks back. That's still not really what you want from him. <laughs> nah. He's aver- he'd be averaging like 80 for me as a captain this year, which is just crazy, considering he's a 110 guy now. But yeah, I agree. Prop- props to Dunks for his, his form turnaround. You look like you're about to... No, I'm just I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, his three round average is massive, but I'm, the one week I captained him in the last three weeks was the lowest of those three. So, yeah, that's just that's you know average Joe's classic <laughs> average Joe's. All right, my hog from this week was Brad Crouch. I spoke about it before. One twenty three scored, and seeing the score tick over on Thursday, the first game of the round, it made me feel so happy, mate. It was just good. It was just good stuff all around. Brad Crouch, back to doing what he does best. He's had an inconsistent year, but that score in place of a, a red dot just felt like it was a 200 this week. It was just enormous. So good stuff from Brad. Who's your flog, mate? My flog, I'm coming in hot on Bailey Bags Smith for his 81. Again, Bailey, seriously, mate, we've, we've addressed this. I wrote you a letter. It's not good enough. I hate... Bailey Smith, one tackle. That's such a shit effort. And I've been like, the last three weeks, I've been nailing the mid-price picks. I picked Keys, Darcy Cameron, Ben Hobbs. They're all pulling their weight. They're all doing great. And they're outscoring this guy that I picked up three weeks ago that I thought was a top six forward. And he's just shit, man. I hate him. He's gone next week for me. I just like, even if he is top six, I just don't want to see him in my team. I hate the bloke. So Bailey Smith, you're my flog. Yeah, it's been frustrating. My flog, from the same game as Crouch, I brought him in this week, Jake Lloyd, 77. And I tell you what, mate, from early in the second quarter until literally in the last quarter, it was almost 60 minutes of actual game time. He did not score a single point. 60 minutes! (laughs) Not one point, mate. He was on 36 early in the second, right? And so I was also considering Sinclair, but the way I did my trades, I didn't quite have enough to get Sinclair. So I just, I settled Floyd. He was outscoring Sinclair at that point. He was on 36. Sinclair was on 27. And I was like, mate, I've, I've absolutely nailed it here. I've made the right call. Like 
doing it this way. And then, yeah, I'm pretty sure the next time Lloyd scored, Sinclair was on like 77 or something. (laughs) (laughs) It was ridiculous, mate. It was so distressing. I was like, is he hurt? What's going on? Then Nick Blakey went down. Lloyd goes back into defense. He had a big last quarter. I think he scored like 41 or something in the last quarter. It was massive. Kicked a snag as well right at the end, but... Jeez, mate, what a distressing watch that was. Don't do that to me again, Lloyd. Please, please, <laughs> that, mate. It's insane. And it's probably very frustrating the fact that you brought him in thinking it was going to be a sugar hit, like little reward, picking him up to play against, against the, Saints. the Saints. Nah, just crap. Just a yeah. crap effort. Yeah. He's still got time to turn it around and, and make himself a good pick because round 15 is really what I need him for. But what a what a bad sight. His score almost didn't count for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible stuff from Lloydie. Um, but yeah, hopefully he turns it around for you. So let's move on to our hot bakes for this week. Hot bakes. Do you want to kick us off with your hot bake first? I will kick us off. It's, it is a serious one, but it's also kind of funny. And it's Collingwood medical staff for not bandaging up. Darcy Cameron properly when he, <laughs> when he hurt his head because he went off with about a minute to go in the game, was was bleeding, didn't get that last that last CBA, was a bit flat about it. He could have had points. He could have turned up. Collingwood could have won the game if DC was in the middle right at the end. You never know. So You to, never know. To the medical staff, do your job better. You, you might have cost your team a win there, guys. Seriously. Yeah, you it's not good enough. You shouldn't come off twice in one quarter for a blood rule. It, all they had to do was just strap it up and yeah. it would have been sweet. Literally just bandage it properly. You saw the big like spray patch on the back where they tried to try to fix it up there. Not good enough. You got to do your job properly. <laughs> you, he, he probably would have tunned up, mate. Yeah, he would have tunned up. Collingwood would have won the game as well. 110. He would have scored 110. I'm calling it an absolute lock. Yeah, he would have scored <laughs> at least 14 points in the last minute. Collingwood would have won the game. <laughs> just not good enough. Medical staff, do your job. <laughs> That's a pretty funny bake. I rate it. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to hot bake Dane Zorko for criticizing yep. Sicily for that tackle when he's literally suspended for intentionally grubby actions the all the time. The yeah, world's he's like pest. He's literally suspended at the moment, like this week for like poking peddler in the eye. <laughs> and he's going, you know what? Yeah, no, I don't rate that tackle. Like it's no... Uh, what, what was the exact quote? You probably know it. I, th- I think he said... He probably got it wrong, or he got it wrong there, Sicily. It's like Zorko, mate. You're having a laugh. You eye gouge people. You chicken wing people. I reckon he's. I reckon he's served at least like ten games of suspension in his career. Probably yeah. more. He gets he gets suspended for dumb shit every year, and usually it's when he's in my team as well. So Zorko, you're hot baked for that. That's just a silly thing to say. All right, it's time for a little bit of GBU. All right, it's our good, bad, and ugly for the round, and we're kicking it off with our goods. Who have you got? I've gone with Timmy T this week. He was my VC, ended up taking his score as 129. He was on, I think, 83 at halftime. Something just utterly ridiculous. He had like 22 disposals and two snags by the half. But it's just a, a body of work now for the year. He's averaging 123. He's been such a stud for everyone. He should, for, for my own team, he should have had the, the captain's armband a lot more than he has. But that is changing now. 
like I said, everyone's got him, but it just feels so good to have him there at F1, just pumping out massive scores every week. Still on the ton run too. What a guy. <laughs> I'm laughing because I think we've said it literally three or four weeks in a row that we should be captaining him more, and I still didn't do it this week as well. It's just... I finally... Just, I feel so dumb about... Yeah. I finally did it, and I was handsomely rewarded, mate. It, oh, you VC'd him, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, VC'd yeah, him. Sorry. It, the double, the 258 felt good. It felt good to look at. I'm sorry, Tim. This is, a, this is a personal apology. You're the man, the man of fantasy this year, and I trust you from now on with everything, with my life, my fantasy life. Could he be a pig? Oh, yeah. Well, he, he could be, but... This, he literally might break Tom Mitchell's ton run record. Yeah, I think if he breaks that specific record and then he maintains like close to a 125 for the year, you could give it to him based on the fact that he's like broken the ton record. He's done something that no one's ever done before. Yeah, that's it. So, so that puts him in like his own, you know, his rare, own sort of category. Yeah. yeah. I think if he does that, then you could, you could definitely consider it. But his average is still slightly too low for like pig status. But like I said, I think, yeah, if he breaks that, it's kind of, he'd, he'd be in his own realm of consistency and that is piggish behavior. It is very piggish behavior. Good on you, Tim. Well, this is a bit of a cosmic cousin connection because my good for this week is Jack McRae, who also scored a 129. Um, and I have to give him a little shout out because he's been such a stud lately. He's got a three round average of 118 even though he hasn't been playing midfield for the last two weeks with Trelaw back. Um, he's just being so cheeky. He's, I like, I watched him and he's just running into space over and over and over again. He had a bunch of marks this week. He's tackling. It's just vintage McRae. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's my nomination for the good this week. He'd be such a juicy player to own now as a forward. It feels so good. So good. And I don't have him. I have stupid bags instead. Yeah, that's all right, mate. It happens. Yeah. All right, my bad this week. He's in my team, Tom Green, 73. It's just not good enough, mate. You came up against North this week, copped a little bit of attention as well, which, you know, maybe if you score an 80 or a 90 against North, but 73, his score didn't even count for me this week. That's how bad he was. It's just not good enough, Tom. You've had a great year to date, but 73, it's not good. There'll be a lot of frustrated owners out there as well because it is a buy around. Scores are a little bit more important than they normally would be at the moment. So 73 is just not going to cut the mustard. No, I, I rate that nomination. Um, I'm giving it to Tim English. He had four marks, <clears throat> one tackle. That's just not a very Tim English stat line. Briggsy. <laughs> I can't believe you did it. You're, you're a crazy, crazy man. Um. But yeah, I picked I picked English what like seven or eight weeks ago, thinking he was going to be consistent. Like that was the one selling point for me. I was like, mate, he's averaging one twenty. I can't see him like going too far below that. Um, he hadn't dropped below the ton yet, and since then, he's gone below the ton every second week. He like he's alternated yeah, ton not good. and then a sub a sub hundred score every second week since I picked him up, and he hadn't gone below it before that. So. I'm giving you my bad, mate. It's just not good enough. I, f I feel like I should have explained the theory behind my trades. I was, people might just think I'm a, I'm a crazy man and there was no method to the madness <laughs> of the English to Briggs. But the cash, I needed the cash. It got a red dot to a primo. That's all you need to know. All right, I'll move on. It's not all about me. <laughs> all right, who's your ugly for this week? My ugly is Paddy Cripps. He scored 45 
and he now has a six-round average of 68.8. Wow. After averaging 102 and winning the Brownlow last year, he's he's literally a, a worse version of Ollie Wines right now. <laughs> he's, he's the ultimate nincompoop. We should, we should do the nincompoop check-in for Patty because what he's doing is just gross. It's mate. poopy, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's crap. In saying this, keep an eye on his price because if he has a rest and he's healthy, he could turn it around and go back to being just like a low 100 guy. But he's well under 700K now. Well under 700K. Where's he at? His exact price. Let's have a look. I haven't checked his exact price, but I did... It'd be what like six six eighty three, yeah, okay. and he has a BE of one hundred and twenty five. Wow! So he's probably, he's gonna probably get close to six fifty. Just weird. I it can't could, make sense of it. Well, I mean, Carlton are crap, so that's a start. He has to be hurt. Has to be a brown, a reigning Brownlow medalist. Six round average of sixty eight point eight. But don't you think they would come out and announce that? I don't know, man. Just to stop the criticism. It's like, do you remember? This is really going back, but like four or five years ago, we owned five and he had a patch of just horrible form. Then they had the buy. And then after the buy, the coach was like, yeah, he's had a chest injury. And then after the buy, he just started smashing it again. Sometimes they just don't let you know. And a player like Cripps, if they say he's banged up, then other teams might sort of look to target him a bit more. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could be it. But again, I wouldn't be jumping on until you see something. Like yeah. you wouldn't round sixteen. It's too early still. But one game is all I would need to see. Yeah, before you before you. Yeah, if on. you can get a rookie to him, I think it's an upgrade. But it's yeah, def- it's a definite upgrade. Forty five. If you're one of the few owners, you yeah, just you'd be fuming. Sorry. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Paddy Cripps of what twenty? What year was it? Twenty twenty one. Where we're just like this guy's cooked now. He averaged like eighty seven for the whole year or something. Maybe even less than that. Yeah, something like that. But weird stuff. Yeah, and then he's Brownlow medalist, and now he's back. Well, who's the real Paddy Cripps? I could not tell you at this point. <laughs> All right, who's your ugly? My ugly, I can actually one-up you. Jaden Hunt for a 37. Yeah, but he's had a good year. Let me say that again, 37. <laughs> that is a one-up. That is a disgusting score. He had zero marks, which is really strange. Um, and if like... Yeah, if there's ever a week to drop a terrible score, though, it's this week, you know? like Yeah, this if week he dropped specifically. A, if he dropped a 60, it'd get dropped out. If you drop a 37, still gets dropped out. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just deleted from your team anyway. Unless you're like somehow you didn't have 18 this week, but you did. Everyone did. Everyone yeah. did. So, I mean, you're lucky if you're an owner. You got away with one there. Um, and I guess it's just the, the Jaden Hunt for, for us continues. <laughs> West Coast in general, their scores were atrocious. Witherden scored a 49. She, I think, scored a 52. Yeah. Just a bad week all around for West Coast. On field, it's going wrong, mate. It's it's all going wrong for West Coast. Yeah. Look to tar- target um, some players against them. Tex. Absolutely. Tex mate. kicked 10 on them. Oh, we'll drop to 166. Old man Tex. You know he plays against them in the final round again oh, of the season? I'll bring him in. You could. You, could, <laughs> you honestly could, mate. Round 23. Imagine if he bags like 20 goals on West Coast in one year. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> It is insane. You'd you'd have to look to see who West Coast defenders are because if you look at who their backline was this week, it's like literally none of their best twenty-two. We laugh so we don't cry. Yeah, oh, we still cry a bit as well. Yeah, just a touch. We laugh and cry, but anyway, that wraps up our good, bad, and ugly for this 
week. Okay, let's move on. It is time for our Knights of the Roundtable discussion. We're Knights of the Okay, so we... All right, oh, geez. it's time for your Ben Keys check-in. This week, the big, beautiful Benjamin scored 99 from 21 CBAs. He went at 79% disposal efficiency. And he kicked a snag on the Eagles. What a start. Big bad Ben, Baba Yaga. I love him. I love his work. That's what he did this week. Let's go. Oh, my God. You scared you scared me so much with that. I was just, just trying to think how I was going to introduce the segment. I came in hot, mate. You almost killed me, mate. It's the Ben Keys checking. It's what you got to do. <laughs> the headphones, mate. You got to remember we're wearing headphones. Sorry, we're going to have to turn that down slightly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just a little bit. But, but that's all right. Holy shit, man. That's, that's your all Ben right. Keys checking this week. That was the Ben Keys checking. Let's check go. Baba Yaga. All right. We had to take a little time out. Because we wanted to get Subway. <laughs> that's, the, that's the truth. I don't want to lie to the listeners. We, we took a yeah, dinner break. We were, we were hungry. But after after Keebe scared the living daylights out of me, I thought that's a good time to take our break. Um, I was so started that I didn't I didn't even jump on talking about how much I love Ben Keys myself. What a what a what a man. <laughs> we love him. Anyway, we're gonna segue into our talking points for this week we are the knights of the round table discussing all the relevant things in fantasy land for this week and the first thing i wanted to say is that you know it's the buy rounds so we just wanted to quickly touch on our buy strategy and again this week same as every other week we're trading players who are coming onto their buy two players who have just had their buy so we have six teams worth of players to pick from now who have had their buy and uh, I think there are a couple of obvious targets that I just wanted to list through quickly. We're not going to discuss them in our player discussion because I think they're self-explanatory, obvious picks, guys who are top of their, you know, top of their line or around the mark. So we've got Andrew Brayshaw, Caleb Sarong, Tom Stewart, and Noah Anderson. I think those guys are just no-brainer picks. If you can afford them, if you can get to them, they're awesome trade targets. So that is the first of our discussion points for this week. Yeah, I reckon you could chuck a couple more in that group as well, like primos that have had the buys. But um, yeah, that makes sense. It's funny because we don't always take bre- breaks. Sometimes in the pod, we just plow through and do the whole thing. But I was hungry, mate. So was I. I feel good. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to get it done. <laughs> Yummy Subway. All right. The food The food talk is over. Who's, who's our first player, <laughs> mate? All right. The first player we're going to discuss is Nat Fife. What do you think? What do I think? I've, I'm going to just say I've got stats on every player that we're going to discuss. I found some stats. Some of them are very relevant. Some of them are just, I guess, random sort of VFL numbers. But 4-5, this week he had his 83 from 14 CBAs. He was the third most for Freo, which I think is a good sign. It means that he's like well and truly back in that mid-mix. Um, obviously, Jager to come back next week, this week after his suspension. Um I still think Fife is going to be that sort of third or fourth, maybe fourth mid in the rotation. I think, you know, 50%-ish CBA seems like a good number. Um, I like it lots. I like it lots as a pick. I think he's just cheap enough now that if you jump on and he flops, it's not really going to burn you too much. His BEs come down a bit. Makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing with the pick, I, I just want to say I like it as well. I think the biggest thing is that you don't have to expect too much. You know, you can't you can't be expecting Primo Nat 5. But if he averages 75, I think it's like an awesome, awesome way to get another rookie, <laughs> another rookie off your field. So at 449K, he's already had his buy. He's playing midfield. I think it ticks so many boxes. I think you could absolutely do it. Yeah, that B is down in the 40s now as well. I think... Um, like you said, 75, I think, is a good number for five. If he does that, he justifies the pick. And I think it's pretty achievable with him playing a, a significant mid-roll. So I love it. He could make, what, 100 to 150K and then you move him on in, you know, oh, three or four weeks? He could make – he could potentially make much more. If He, he only needs one big score to make a lot of money. Yeah, and I think, you know – Having the week off, getting some more fitness under his belt, coming out, that 83 was probably the best game he's played in the last sort of year and a half. So certainly the best game he's played this year. He hasn't obviously have, hasn't played too many, but just it's just been all good signs from Fife in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been nice. All right, the next player we have to discuss. Now, this is a cheeky one. This is one that one of our listeners actually threw up to us last week. A, f- a friend of the pod at Andy underscore AFL fantasy. Got us onto this one. Callan Ward. Now, he is... What's he priced at? Well, I lost it. I had it. 562K. He's a mid-forward. And he's, he's been getting like bulk CBAs with Josh Kelly out. I think it was one for last week, to be honest. Um, because Kelly will be back probably, what, after the buy? So you've only got one more week of him as a midfielder. But yeah. Just shout out to you, Andy. That was like, you did it. A and fantastic to pick. You. Yeah. Well, well done. Scored his 95 this week and went up, what, 60K. So it was an awesome pick, but he's averaged 97.7 since Kelly went down. And yeah, he's been well and truly entrenched in that CBA mix. So if you did do it over the last couple of weeks, kudos. And yeah, it, this this week especially, it just seemed like it was such a, such a winning pick. Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird... Yeah, you couldn't do it now just because he has the buy next week. But if for whatever reason, if you're just a crazy person out there that doesn't have a cooked buy structure for round 15, he has a break even of 12 with one more week without Kelly. <laughs> could you do it as a one-week play? Just ride it for a quick price rise. I mean, you could. You know, If, he, if he's good this week, there's no reason that he won't retain You know, still a solid chunk of CBAs when Kelly's back. Because if you look through... Callahan had a significant amount this year. I could see him spending more time on the wing. I think Wards will dip, but I could, yeah, I could see him maintaining what eighty average. Yeah, for a, for a while at He's least. Still cheap enough that you maybe could do it. I think I, I'm almost selling myself into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you could get it. Hold him when Kelly's back and kind of just yeah hope that he is able to maintain an 80 plus and if he does he'll go up in price for the next few weeks and he could he could rise another what maybe 150k even he could yeah could still be a solid pick i uh, personally i would recommend five over him every day of the week though do you agree oh yeah probably just because of the bias like if you consider the fact that over the next two weeks five is going to play twice and ward is going to play once yeah, for, so Ward for that would have reason. to Ward would have to drop a huge score this week to even justify. Yeah, for that reason and the uncertainty of what yeah. his role will be when Kelly's back. But he's been he's been awesome. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next player on our list. Now, this this is an interesting one. I'm very keen to discuss this one, and it's Harry Himmelberg. Now, I've got a quote, and you've got a stat about him, 
and I don't know your stat and you don't know my quote. So I, I who think, wants to go first? I think we're about to sell ourselves and all our listeners all the way into Harry we're, Himmelberg. We're both very keen on it, but we don't know each other's, you know, we don't know each other's sources for this next bit. So maybe you go first. Hit us with your stat. I wanted the quote first. You want the quote? All right, I'll hit you with the quote. The quote is this from his coach. And he said, we trialed him in the first 10 to 11 games as a forward, but I think his best position is halfback. He's going to be a really special back for us for a long period of time. Wow. <laughs> How crazy is that? Mate. For a long period of time. He's going to be a special back. He's, uh, yeah, that that's as good as it <laughs> I gets. I told you you'd like that's the quote. That's as good as it gets. So that's straight from the coach. Yeah. Kingsley, wow. Yeah, Kingsley said it. All right, this is my stat that I've got to back up your quote. So last year and this year, in all the games he's played as a defender, which is 15 games, he's averaged 96.6. So 96.6 average as a defender in the last two years, plus that quote, mate, that is just top tier. I'm, I'm excited. I'm doing it. He's, he's in my team. It's locked in. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of picking a round 15 player, but... Doesn't this, matter. Does he's not just matter. So, he's so much value. Welcome to the subs, Himmelberg. What do you what do you project him to average? If you let, Let's say he plays defense for the rest of the season. What do you project him to average? Enough to choke a baby. <laughs> it's a quote. It's a, <laughs> it's a quote from the movie, The Campaign. I refuse to I'm laugh sure, at that. I'm that's, sure you haven't seen it. That's terrible, mate. <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie quote. You're going to get us cancelled. Well. Choking babies and shit. Wait, no, sorry. It's actually from Get Hard. There you go. <laughs> okay. How much money are you going to make today? Enough to choke a baby. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. No, no, that's all right. Look, average 90 plus, maybe. High 80s at the very least, I would say, based on... Those numbers, um, 81 this week wasn't massive, but if that is his floor, sort of close to what his floor could be, that is just terrific stuff. Yeah, I don't, so I'm just, I want to flag that GWS's defenders haven't been scoring as much this year. They haven't been the chippy chip team that they were under Leon last year. Um, so that's, you know, I think. I think 85 plus though is probably a minimum in my mind. He did have two kick-ins this week, which is also a promising sign. It is a promising sign. Tog is really high defender as, as a defender as well. So I just, man, I like it. Yeah. High eighties. That's, I guess that's more reasonable. 85 maybe. But even if he does that, he is so cheap. I don't know what his exact price that number is, but he's just cheap enough to pull the trigger. Yeah. All right. Great. We're both keen on Himmelberg. Let's move on to our next one. Lockie Neal. Now, I brought him in this week and I was stoked with his instant, instant reward with his 124. I think it's a pretty pretty safe pick, pretty easy pick. Yeah, I think it was just a case of a slow start. He's got a six-round average of 105 now, so that's about where go. I see him for the rest that's, of the year. That's what he does, yep. Still still slightly underpriced based on that too, so if you're keen, this is, this is probably the best week to grab him while he's got value. I think after this week, he's probably going to be... Um, not too expensive because you could still grab him, but I guess more less value than some of the other primos that will have the buy this week, if that makes sense. You're just staring at your phone. Sorry, yeah, I'm just looking. Pretty it's- rude, to be honest, mate, but that's all right. <laughs> no, let me just say, he had 14 marks. That's so- heaps. Sorry? Lockie Neal. 14 marks. Yeah. 
I don't I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm serious. You're looking at the stats wrong. That has to be a career high. That I is, think it is a career high marks. Yeah, I did I think I read that somewhere. That is absolutely ridiculous. 14. That's not mate. Hawks just give you space, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's like vintage Lockie Neal. Like I remember when he played for Frio, he used to be one of those guys that would just like he was a bit of a seagull type player. Like obviously he'd win it a bit on the inside. But How dare you? <laughs> like the Neil that we know at the Lions is just like, you know, he's a brown. He's was, a ball. He's, he's a, a ball winner. He's a beast inside midfielder, but this is just disgusting, cheap, uncontested deliciousness. It's just a good sign. I would say, I would say, get him, mate. Absolutely chase him. Yeah. I'm keen on it too. All right, the next name we've got on our list is a very interesting one, and it's also a player that I brought in this week, which is Jack Steele. Now, he dropped an 88, which is disappointing, but I want to get your thoughts on him as a trade-in option for this week. He's so cheap now. I still I still like it. It's Jack Steele. He's averaged 113.2 since the start of 2021 from his 49 games. That's my Steele stat, but... He's just a he's just an uber primo mid. He's having a weird year, some inconsistency. He's been injured. A few people have still been saying on Twitter that he's not. It doesn't look like he's moving right, but I, as long as he's playing, I still think he's going to put up primo numbers. Maybe he's not still a 113 this year, but 105 seems more than reasonable still for Steel. I wouldn't be too concerned, and if you're looking at him, you could you could definitely bring him in. Well, yeah, I'm already an owner, but if I was a non-owner, I would be licking my lips, mate. But yeah, I mean, he so he still had the the tape on his knee. He still had the strapping, and he had uh, he had 21 points in the first half. Yeah, but then he went bonkers in the second. Yeah, he, well, <laughs> so yeah, what, 67 in the it second. It is a half? tale of two halves. So read into it how you will, but yeah, if I was a non-owner, I could I would probably. The fact that you he could still do it. The he fact could. that he did that in the second half just shows you that. Like his scoring ability is still there. He just had a slow start to the game. I think he's fine. Yep. All right. Well, then tell me this. If, you, if you're that confident on him this week, would you get him over Brad Crouch, who's the next name on our list? Uh, See, there's a tricky one for you. Yeah, probably still. Really? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a very, very happy Brad Crouch owner. I've owned him for one week, but Brad <laughs> Brad Crouch had a five-game run of form where he didn't turn up this year, and there was not really any notable reason behind it. It was just a form slump. So Brad Crouch is a really up and down player, and if he's you know in form, he could be a one ten guy for the rest of the year, but he could be a ninety guy for the rest of the year. I, th- I think Steele is just a safer pick than Crouch, and their prices are much closer together now. They're 2K apart. There you go. Steel costs 2K more. Last week, it was a 50K gap. Now it's 2K. If you're paying for someone at that price, you probably just grab Jack Steele, who's been the safer pick of the last few years. But why not grab Brad Crouch? <laughs> grab Brad Crouch. That's a mouthful. Um, now, his break-even of 81. Steele still has a break-even of 118. You could easily just grab him as soon as you see something. Yeah, well, it just it depends on... It depends on your team, really. Well, I it guess. does, but I'm I'm saying the scenario is you have neither of them. Yeah, but not everyone is going to be looking to get primo mids in the next two weeks. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, maybe not. It, you know, if that is the case, and you think, "Yep, yeah, I'm 100 percent getting a primo this week and next week in the midfield," then yeah, that would make more sense. But I think still probably still averages a bit more than him for the rest of the year. I hope so, man. I bloody hope so. If if I had the cash last week, I probably would have grabbed still. Yeah. Yep. All right. Great. Thanks for settling that for me. The next name on our list is Jack Sinclair. 
Now, what do you make of Jackie Boy? I've got an interesting stat for you, mate. <laughs> Hit me. Nah, so last two years when Sinclair has had over 30% CBAs, basically just been a midfielder in-game, he's averaged 91.5. And in that same span of time when he's had under 30% CBAs, so played his half-back role, he's averaging 104.6. Wow. So that's a 13-point swing. Um, he did have a bit less CBAs this week. I think he's going to be used in defense more for the rest of the year. So I like him as a pick, but if his CBAs start to trend up, then I would get a bit concerned. It's it's interesting that the scoring dips, but I think it's just the easy ball that he gets playing half back. Saints like to sort of chip it around when they move back. Like Wanganin Malera is a pretty high disposal winner there as well. So um, yeah, I like Sinclair, but you want him to play defense. Yeah. All right. Great, because he's a trade-in target for me this week. I, I'd tick it off as well. I think I'm... Um, yeah, he had a bit of an inconsistent start to the season, but I, I think... I mean, he's got to be around the mark for a top six. And, yeah, for sure. And he's the only guy that I like. I mean, because I'm already a Stewart owner. If if I w- wasn't a Stewart owner, I think he would probably be the guy that I would target. But of the, of the other players that have already had their buy, I think Sinclair is the standout by far. Yeah, I'm disappointed I couldn't find the small amount of cash to get him over Lloyd because Lloyd is just not a top six defender. <laughs> and Sinclair might be. He could be. He's a, I, I would I put him top eight. Yeah, I think top I, eight. I think he is top six. He's I, gonna be right on the on the border if he's not. I would say he's he's yeah, five or six. Like the top four in defense is pretty pretty safe. But yeah, he's in he's in that mix at yep. least. All right, the next name is Briggsy. Kieran Briggs, could you still do it? Briggs is actually not the next name, mate. Is it not? No, because you didn't listen to me. <laughs> the next name. No, the next I swear he was the next name on the list. We're going to talk about all the Saints boys at once. And on my list, it's the Wang Mill. Oh, okay. Naziah yeah, no, Wanganin you're right. You're right. I, didn't, I forgot to put him on my list. All right. He's got a... Naziah Wanganin Malera has a six-round average of 97.5. That's... That... Specific number is also close to top six, which is funny. I'm not saying he's going to be a top six defender, but if you're strapped for cash and you can't find the extra, what, 90K to get to Sinclair, I think you could grab him and ride him for a few weeks because he's putting up, at at the moment, he's putting up primo numbers and he gets used all the time out of defense. He takes kick-ins. Like, he's the main kick-in guy. Exactly. So... I like him as an option. And he's if like, you're a what, 750K? Just, yeah, just over, I think, 762 maybe. But yeah, he's... he's 52. 752. 52, there you go. Yeah, so he's he's just around that 750K mark. And I think he's closer to that top six than many people would think from, from this point on. I think he's in 90 plus, yeah. Yeah, 90, 90 plus. Possibly could creep up to close to 95. And for 750K, he's, I think he's the cheapest defender that you can get at the moment that will get you close to that that mark. Yeah, I think he's a great option as well. All right, can we move to Briggsy now? We can. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> All right, could you do it? I mean, you brought him in last week. Props to you. Yeah, thanks, mate. But Appreciate it. Could you, could you do a crazy move of English to Briggs this week? Let me ask you a question, cousin. What? Do you like to win? <laughs> Do you like to have fun? Of course. And it brings his demand for you, mate. What's he, he priced at? He's a fun lad. He, he's a winner, mate. 
He's he's a beautiful man. I don't, I don't know what his price at. It's irrelevant. Six seven seven. It's the same as Ben Keys last week. You do everything you can <laughs> to get Briggsy this week. Now look, it for me it feels like the Steph Martin of oh what like nine years ago now. Something like that. It was a long time ago, but Steph was sort of third in line as a ruck at Brisbane. Got called up because they had injuries and just randomly had an enormous breakout, average like 110 for the rest of the year, halfway through the season. Briggs, he's doing a similar thing. He was third in line as a ruck at the Giants behind Bruce and Flynn. Bruce has been injured. Flynn was in bad form, gets his call up, and is just absolutely smashing it. One of the things I like about his score as well is he only had 20 hitouts this week. So if he's racking up disposals, tackling, like he's hit the scoreboard – at times this year, if he's doing that sort of stuff, his floor should be so high as a rock. And yeah, it was great to watch this week, mate. Man, he's gonna yeah, he's gonna average ninety plus, isn't he? He's, mate, he might average a hundred plus. <laughs> he's turned up in three out of four games. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. And that was against Goldie, who's very restrictive. Won lots of the hitouts this week. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay, so let, let's keep talking about this as an actual move, as English to Briggs, because English has a break even of one hundred and thirty eight. And he has someone tough this week. Let me check who it is. Goldie, North. He has Goldie. Yeah, he has Goldie this week. Briggsy turned up on him. Yeah, but Briggsy's the man. He is the man, And mate. English is not the man. Um, it gets you over 300K still. Look, you could you could do a genuine upgrade with that money. It, it netted me 400K last week. Again, it kind of depends what you do with the money because I used the money I got to upgrade a red dot to Crouch which was a massive win at the time, but 300K might not get people as far. You know what I mean? Like if if you're using that 300K to upgrade Atkins to Neil or, you know, that kind of makes more sense, but you're not going to be able to get a rookie to a primo with that money. Okay, you know? so let, let me actually try and put a figure on it. So let's say worst case, Briggsy averages 90, 85. From, from here or in... Yeah, in from general, it has to be from here. Worst case, yeah, 85 maybe. And let's say English averages 115. Worst case. Let's just, let's put a number on it. Well, maybe, well, let's say, oh, it could be 120, it could be 115. It could be less. In his last, I, I have a stat on English as well because he's on my list. Well, if it's, let's just say if it's 115, let's say that if if the 300K gets you an upgrade of more than 30 points... I'll tick that off. Yeah, but how do you how do you determine that? You just it's a prediction. But like, which so, so if, if say you, it's a guy like Atkins who you go is like what a seventy guy at best to at very very best to Neil. Yeah, to to like an Uber Primo. Yeah, that answer to like Andy Brayshaw. If you had some money in the bank well, and you're like, I can go straight to the top. That's that's a bad example because he's like four hundred and fifty k more than Atkins. No, but if you had a bit of money in the bank. But what I'm saying is the money gets you to like someone <laughs> yeah, who's nah. a massive upgrade. <laughs> or in mean. your instance, because you went from a red dot to Brad Crouch. That's a 124 point upgrade this week. It was, mate. What a guy. What? Just Briggs in Crouch. Come on. <laughs> Absolute stud. So that that's my point. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> the way that you justify. I mean, Briggsy outscored English for you this week, which is a nice... Nice thing to happen in the first week. You didn't expect that to happen, but I thought English was going 150 plus yeah, this week. And well, I, I still did it with that yeah. in mind. Just, well, your justification is that the upgrade on the other side was, is just too good for your team to ignore. Yeah. So if you're in a similar position to that, where that money gets you to just do a huge trade as your second trade, I think you can pull the trigger. 
But English is going to be, like, make no mistake, he's going to be the number one ruckman for the rest of the year. Oh, he, easily. He's probably going to average 115-ish for the rest of the year. I think that's a safe number. It's about what he's averaging now. Um, yeah, I think 115 to 120. He could... And he, again, that was a conservative estimate for Briggs. We said 85, but like... Well, I, honestly, I see 95? him as, like a, as a 90 Maybe. to 95, yeah. Yeah, so... And English in his last five has gone at 108, 108.4. So if he maintains that or you think he's going to maintain that, then absolutely I would pull the trigger on that trade. Lose, what, 13 points, maybe maybe 20 points to get yourself just a massive upgrade on the other side. But again, it depends what you can do with the money. It's it just it's all team dependent. Like if if it got you from Chincotta to like Wanganin Miller. I would happily do that as well. It's a weird move. It's a weird move, but he that that could net you forty plus points. You know, it's just it depends what you can do with with the money. It does depend, but yeah, it's all situational. But again, we are the cousins are still ticking that off. If you if you think you can get a good upgrade on the other side, we're ticking it off. Yeah, I'm ticking it off because I did it, but this would absolutely be the last week to do it. Yeah, because Briggs is going to be too expensive to justify moving English to him next week, and if. Just quickly, if you have any other Ruckman besides Marshall, then I would still be looking at Briggs. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, next name on the list, Taran Thomas. Or Nank, just before. before. You confused me. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nank's averaging 109, no, I so I wouldn't want to trade him either. <laughs> we wrapped that up, mate. We wrapped that up. Apologies, apologies. Taran Thomas, yes or no? Yes, I still think he's cheap enough. He has an average of 85.3 when he has over 50% CBAs in his career. So if he maintains that number with his CBAs, I think he stays in the mix even when LDU and Simpkin come back. So if he maintains that, I think he's a good pick. He's still low 500K. I, I would happily happily bring him in this week if it suits your team. It's annoying that they have the buy next Week, I was literally 15. about to say that it's it sucks that like half these guys we're talking about as genuine cheap options all have the buy next week, but yeah, if if it's me, I'm I'm grabbing Himmelberg over Tyron Thomas. They both have forward status. Yeah, I would I'd grab Himmelberg over Thomas too, but five eighteen k that's so cheap. We and if he didn't get into trouble for being a bit of a silly sausage at the start of the year, we probably all would have started with him in our teams. It's true. It's very true. All right, so we tick that one off as well. Next one. Now we're getting to some. We're getting to some weird names now. I mean, we've already discussed some some interesting curveball names, but Dev Robertson. Yes or no? Uh yeah. I actually like the Dev pick this week. Um, his VFL numbers are enormous, and he's not playing mid in the AFL, which is kind of frustrating because he averages 108 in the VFL there. Um, and that's since 2021 as well. But yeah, I just think he's cheap enough. He's basically rookie price, like 310K you're getting for a guy who's been in the system for like four years. If he stays in the team, he should average at least 60. Like I, it, it it seems like a smart move to me, but JS is obviously a massive concern. It's a big concern. They lost this week as well. So I don't know. I'm saying, uh, oh, he's that cheap. He's really cheap. 310K. Well, the thing, the reason why I'm unsure is because I'm pitting him against the guy who's next on our list, and I, I might as well throw it out there for you now, is Windhager. Yeah, Windhager averages 111 in the VFL. 
Um, the thing is, Windhager, so he's a little bit more pricey, right? He also has a safer role, though. So Yeah, yeah. well, that's what I was going to say. I would I would be recommending Windhager over Robertson due to role. Yeah, 111 in the VFL last two years. So they're both just like uber primo <laughs> VFL mids. <laughs> um, Windhager, I would say, is the most likely to stay in the mid-mix at the Saints, though, than, than Robertson is at, at Brisbane because he just – He's just out of favor there, Robertson. I don't yeah. know. Fags doesn't seem to rate him. Um, yeah, I liked what I saw from Windhager this week in his CBAs, and I think if he keeps that sort of like being one of those lower guys in the rotation, he should still have a decent floor and hopefully be able to average sixty plus. Just it's just yep. The extra money is just getting you more safety, I guess. Yeah, and I I definitely think that's worth paying for. With those two guys, so I tick both of them off. Now, another guy who's relatively cheap, he's getting more on the expensive side now, is Johnson. Matthew Johnson. I almost said Mitch Johnson. <laughs> um, Johnson is what? What's he priced at now? 406K. I grabbed him last week and he was excellent. Would you grab him this week? No. Nah, not, not for me. I think the inclusion of John this week is just enough to probably bump him out of the CBAs a little bit more. I think we could see him have sub-duty. Freo just have that stacked stacked midfield. It's hard to see him maintaining. Like He was awesome this week, but on the year, he's got two 60s, two 40s, a 50. Like he's, he's worn the vest a couple times, so, so to speak. There is no vest anymore, but um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it's not one for me now. I think it's just a bit too expensive. Like I could justify paying that much for, Humphrey and Weddle in weeks gone by because those guys are just haven't been the sub and aren't aren't getting sub duties. But yeah, Johnson in playing for a team that most people would consider to be a contender, I just don't think his role is safe. Okay, all right. What about Gussie Sheldrick? The the, the real Gus, the the OG Gus, the best Gus in the AFL. <laughs> His VFL numbers are big too. Parker back is a bit of a concern. Um, I mean, he's, yeah, he's basically like basement price. Yeah, he's too. So I mean, I think K. I think he's going to be the most popular trade in this week. Absolutely. He, so we're not saying, well, definitely not saying no. But uh, man, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets bumped out of the CBAs this week. Yeah, I'm, and then I'm, horse drops him. I'm doing Roberts to him this week just to get a red dot away from my team. But I think yeah, he should hold his spot for a couple of weeks and go up in price. He's he probably is the number one rookie option this week. Well, he had a seventy nine, and he had what like seven clearances from like super low top from fifty seven percent game time. That's that's such a great game. He deserves to be in there, mate. He he should be an inside midfielder. But again, who knows what horse does? They keep losing games. So I don't know. I mean, you yeah, he's two thirteen k. So he's he's the number one downgrade option for this week. I think the fact that he was actually getting CBAs is a great sign, though. I I, th- I think he'll hold his his role for a few weeks. Yeah, excellent. All right, cuz hold the phone. It is time for our baby giraffe check in. Giraffe. 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 All right, take to it this little bit. <laughs> Riley O'Brien, as we like to say it, the cousins, is unrivaled on the pitch and is etching an everlasting legacy as the unequivocal paragon of greatness. We got there in the end. Now, this week, the baby giraffe scored 94. Solid. 18 disposals, Solid. 37 hitouts. He's flying the flag for the cousins. 
once again in a huge win. Huge win. But he got outscored by Bailey Williams. Bailey Williams, okay, just... just he's having a good year, mate, just quietly. Yeah, well, yeah, loudly, actually. Very loudly. He's, <laughs> he's like the Eagles' only good player right now, which is crazy because he started the year terribly. And we are like, mate, this guy doesn't deserve to be in the AFL. He's a waffle player at Look, best. We did say like, some harsh things about yeah, Bailey Yeah, everyone's Williams. dropping huge scores on him. Nowadays... Eagles are not that easy to score against for Rocks. Still, still a, like a decently easy matchup, but it's not like a walk-up captain score now. Bailey's giving him the work, mate. Yeah. Didn't he have a bunch of clearances? And like tw- he had 20 disposals? 20 disposals. That is insane. He yeah. actually is having an impressive year considering, yeah, I, di- I didn't rate him even slightly. He, t- he had 20 disposals. I, di- I wouldn't lie to you, mate. 20 disposals, a snag, 35 hit-outs. How many clearances? <laughs> Six clearances. I know it's supposed to be a Rob checking, but <laughs> shout out Bailey Williams. Maybe we <laughs> Bailey Williams Bailey checking. Williams checking. Oh God! Wow, he's we've hijacked the Rob checking for a Bailey Williams checking. Sorry, Rob. What is the world coming to, mate? Love you, Rob. Yeah, love you, Rob. Anyway, <laughs> that's the check-in. All right. Lastly, for our Knights of the Roundtable discussion, I just want to touch on the non-ton run. The non-ton run is players that averaged over 90 last year have played every game this year and still have not hit the ton, scored the big 1-0-0. There was four players on it before this week, Crisp, Wines, Gus Brayshaw, and Amon. And Crisp eliminated himself this week with a massive 131 for the King. Wines, Gus, and Amon, who's going to win it slash lose it? You let me know. I want your prediction. That's a tough one. I mean, any of them could eliminate themselves. I th- I really thought Gus was going to get there this week. I'm saying Gus wins the non-ton run. <laughs> well, you would say that because you hate he's a him. Dog, you hate him a so much. Strata- Imagine getting CBAs, proper proper CBAs for the first time this year and getting an 80. Are you kidding, Gus? Dog. Sick of your shit, mate. Get yeah, out of my He's terrible, team. yeah. You, are you trading him this week? No, I'm... Oh, look, at the moment, I'm You trading. should. Oh, no, I am. I am, because I'm getting Himmelberg for Atkins, and I'm getting Gus to Sinclair. Gus is getting nice. out. All right, I rate that. I he's rate out. That. He's done. He's gone. We will not discuss him on the pod besides the non-ton run. <laughs> when he wins it, we can award it to him. So do you think Gus is going to win the non-ton run as well? Well, I was going to say Amon, but... He... <laughs> Yeah, I could see Amon just getting junky in a game. He, I mean, and hitting it. Yeah, well, when he played for Port, he used to always have random huge games. Yeah, so I'm surprised he's even on the non-ton run at all. Me too, to be honest. But, but Gus is gonna, he's gonna be the one. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yep. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the non-ton run, I think it is a good time for our Nink and Poop check-in. Augustus Gloop, Augustus Gloop, the great bakery. All right, so this week, Augustus, what did he say? <laughs> You've done it again. You've done it again. Don't pause it. Live in the moment. The listeners need to know what's happened. Twice in one pod. Go. I started saying something that wasn't. Get through it. Oh, God. He's rattled. Look at him. It's all cooked. Well, the thing is, I was going to start by saying he still hasn't broken the non-ton run, but the thing is, we were just talking about it. That's the way that I introduced it. And then my brain just like fully paused. Anyway, he's been plotting along another mediocre 84 this week. Four marks, six tackles, 
It's actually a promising stat line for your bold predictions that you've had the last couple of weeks. I'm telling you, mate, he's going to turn up round 17, but he's going to average over 93 for the rest of the year. It's happening. All right. Yep. You want to bet on it? Oh, if you want. What are we betting? I'll bet you a Subway cookie. Which is one. All right, why not? <laughs> that's, a cousin, that's a cousin's bet live on the pod. We bet high, one, high stakes gambling right here. One Subway cookie on my bold predictions of Holy Wines. the first thing that came to my mind. They're just sitting right there. There's been a lot of Subway talk on the pod tonight. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway, that's our nincompoop check-in for this week. All right, we are going to bring you some inaccurate news. This week on Inaccurate News, we're going to discuss the Sicily suspension, possible suspension, the Sicily incident. He slammed McCluggage into the turf. Last week, we decided we were going to discuss injuries. Jados was going to try and guess what they were, but we all know this one. There was no fantasy-relevant injuries this week. So the Sicily suspension, what do you think he's going to get? You need to tell me right now. I haven't really watched any of the like slow-mo or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> two weeks, two weeks. You're That's a complete guess, mate. I need it. I need to see. Does he have him pinned? He has him pinned, right? I'd assume. Yeah. He sort of, sort of pins his arms, like slings him. He definitely slings him. Like he, he 360s. But him. he like slings him onto himself. It's so weird. It's such a weird, weird tackle. I don't really know what to make of it, to be honest. They've set the precedent, though. I, he's he's going to get weeks, surely. So he's been sent straight to the tribunal. Well, that's not a good which sign. Which generally means three plus. I reckon he's going to get off. Yeah, it's it's uh, either like nothing or, or three. everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It could go either way. It so. de- well, I guess it makes sense. It depends on how they adjudicate the finer details of like, you know, um, his intent or whatever and like... Um, whether he slings him, whether there's two actions or whatever, they they look at all those things. So if if for whatever reason it's argued very well, um, he'll either get nothing or yeah, three weeks. Yeah, I reckon the fact that he put sort of he wraps him around, twists him, but then he pulls him on top of him. I think the fact that he pulled him back, like Sicily pulled McGluggage back on top of him, it seemed like he was trying not to hurt him. So I think he might get off just on that if they argue that well. But he concussed him. Yeah, but man, I, accidents happen. This is the most frustrating thing about footy at the moment. It's like it's a contact sport. Accidents happen all the time. But now, when accidents happen, people are getting suspended, losing. You know, Zera is a potential, you know, Brownlow favorite. Like he's he's in amazing form, and he is ineligible for a tackle that was not dirty in any way. And it looked like Zera was also going to get suspended this week. Luckily, he got off. Um, yeah, it's just it's just frustrating as a fan at the moment. All this crap tackle suspension stuff because, like I said, accidents happen. It's contact sport. What are you gonna do about it? So we're guessing three. I'm guessing three weeks. I'm guessing. I said zero two weeks. I said two, but I'm saying three now. That yeah, it was it was like a nasty concussion. So yeah, but man, it's you just never know that that. Our guess call that high impact though, so that grades it. Oh, it'd be it'll get graded as severe impact. Yeah, because it was like a really bad concussion. But 
Man, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a hard, it's a weird system. So you're saying he gets off. I'm saying three. I'm I'm saying and I'm hoping that he gets off. I'm not even a Sicily owner, but just for the state of the game, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm sick of talking about it, to be honest. It's pissed me off. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Any other inaccurate news that you've got for me? Look, I do have one. I want you to guess. I want, all right, I want, Daniel Rich. Yeah, I want you to guess what the injury was and what his playing status is likely to be. Well, I know, I know that it was a leg something because I sort of read it. <laughs> this is, I sort of cheated, accidentally cheated. Yeah, just forgot and read, uh, no, read we what were, the injury was. We were was. discussing before the show and you were like, man, I can't find any, any news on the Rich thing. And I just like Looked subconsciously was like, oh, I'll help him find it. And I found it. What do you think the timeline is? He got subbed out. I think he's fine. He is fine. They said it was like precaution. I, I read it. I read it. I cheated. So you're, so <laughs> and you're I'm just, a piece of shit <laughs> trying to ruin the segment. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. I already read you're it. Just the whole thing. All right. So you've ruined inaccurate news and I'm upset. And next next I could week. Have, hey, I could have pretended, but I'm an honest, well, you did hardworking man. You pretended for a bit. I'm <laughs> transparent for our listeners, cousin. All right, so th- yeah, there's no other fantasy relevant news, th- injury news, so to speak, this week. So, what about the Tom Green news? You haven't read about that? I know you're having a lot. <laughs> you're trying to stitch me up on the pod, and it's not going to work. I won't stand. Guys, for it. panic! Tom Green is out for two weeks. He's not out for two weeks, people. Jaden's a liar. Jados, what are you doing to us, mate? All right, that wraps right, up. This segment is a mess. We need to get, <laughs> we need it's to done. get away it's from all over. it quickly. That wraps up the news for this week. Okie dokie, it's time to move on to the Cousins Crystal Ball. <sighs> Professor Filoni, he will return tonight. Sorry? All right, it's our Cousins Crystal Ball. Last week, Jados, you said that Steele would drop a 130 and Taranto would end his ton run and you were extremely wrong on both. Mate, I've been in terrible, terrible form with the predictions. Yeah, look, not good. I wasn't much better, to be honest. One of mine was wines to average 93 plus for the rest of the year, which I feel good about, to be honest. I feel good about it. But the other one was Andy Brayshaw 140, and that just didn't happen either. But at least he turned up, unlike Steele. What have you got to say for yourself? All I'm thinking of is the other predictions that I've made that have been shit as well. I said Atkins would average 85 to the end of the buys. Yikes. And I said Gus would be the top averaging defender over the buys. Gus can't even crack 90, mate. He's an absolute <laughs> potato. It's all going horribly wrong. Guys, don't... Like, whatever my prediction is, just do the opposite of it. Look, I made the prediction of McLuggage and Simkin to both average 97 plus and both have been injured in the two-week yeah. space that I made that prediction. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you get off for that one though. All right, what's your, what's your prediction for this week? This week. Uh, so I've written down two. I'm going to give you my first one and if you call it not being bold enough, I'm, uh, I'll maybe I'll tweak it or give you the second one. Okay. My right. first one was five to average 75 plus for the rest of the year. Not bold enough. Not bold enough? He averaged like 57 last year. Yeah, but... What? You think 18-point average increase is not enough? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> what I think. It's not enough. If it's a midfield five, if it's midfield five, I think you can average 75. All right, what would you give me? What would You already what? said that <laughs> when we were discussing yeah. him. You already said, I think he can average 75 yeah, it's, it's and a, be a good pick. That's my bold prediction. Yeah, but it's not bold if you think he can... 
Like it, it is. If that's uh, what you project him to be, that is the weirdest logic, mate. No, it's if you not. think it, it's not bold, mate. So I have to just do something that I don't think. All right, five is going to score three hundred this week. <laughs> you see, mate, you're a dog. No, I get, make sense. I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is. It's not bold if it's just something that you already think is just like, oh, that's what he's going to do. What? I think, wow. All right. What, what, what number <laughs> would be bold enough for you? 85. No, nah, that's, I don't, I don't think he's going that high. All right. That's too much. Well, let's move on to your All next right, one. Next one. <laughs> so scrap that listeners. Scrap that. Forget about it. My next one is steel to be a top eight mid from here. Love it. Let's do it. Yep. yep. That's bold enough. Yep. All right. I'll take it. Steel's going to be a top eight mid from here, people. That's my bold prediction this week. Great. Mine, <laughs> I've been in bad form with the uh, predictions and what I should do is do less specific ones, but I've gone ultra specific this week and I'm saying Butters is going to get injured. <laughs> <laughs> Nice man on 54. So I'm sure in the second quarter. (laughs) Sold. That's bold, man. There's bold. You're going, oh, five will do 75. That's not bold enough, mate. Butters is going to get injured on 54. (laughs) Exactly 54. I think... I think the thing is because I've been in such bad form that I have to make up for it by nailing (laughs) one. That's very specific. Guys, if I nail this one, I am a wizard. Hey, <laughs> if you do, if you do nail it, it's going to be some Professor Trelawney, <laughs> just absolute <laughs> foresight stuff. Oh, I'll give it to you, mate. That is extremely bold. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a bit of leeway if you want it. Or do you want exactly no, that? I'm telling you, 54. Okay. That's I've seen into the future. <laughs> Did you see it in a dream? What happened? What led to this? Please tell me. I just, it's just a gut feel, you know? All right. Fair enough. I can just like in my head, I can picture scrolling on the AFL app and it's got the little red injured Injured. with the plus and 54. So are you calling that he's like subbed out, out for the game or he's just going to get injured and then whatever, whatever happens from then on happens. He could, he could play out the game. I was thinking subbed. Subbed? Yeah. Subbed out on 54 in the second quarter. Yep. Ankle. Ankle, he's got the body part <laughs> as well. Oh, wow. That wasn't even in my mind, but that just, it's, it's flowing. I mean, there's some sort of left or right. Something's washing over me right the now. Sight, the sight is taken over. <laughs> the sight. Wow, this has been a really goofy pod, guys. Left I'm or, apologizing in advance. Left but, or right uh, ankle. Tell me which one. Is the site going no, back no, 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 no. There are still limits to the site, okay. guys. Right. <laughs> we're going to have to take a timeout. Yeah, timeout, timeout, timeout. All right, we're back from our timeout and Jados's very funny but specific prediction. Now we're going to come to you with some fantasy proverbs. Fantasy proverbs. All right, fantasy proverbs, because I'm coming to you with some crazy, crazy wisdom this week. Um, the site, the site has been unlocked this week. Listen to this, all right? So this is a quote from George Bernard Shaw, who's an Irish playwright. Listen to this. No animal in the world is more faithful and loving than a pig. When you caress them, they grunt and are pleased. <laughs> 
Tom Mitchell. That's all I'm saying. Tom Mitchell. Titch. It could be done. I like I like it, mate. I like it a lot. When you caress Tom Mitchell, he grunts, mate. You got he's been awesome, mate. He has a five round average of 112.6. It's actually massive. The pig is such a such a beast, mate. Unfortunately, he does have the buy this week. But yeah, ne- next week. Next week, the pig. <laughs> this would have been a better one for next week. <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> That's right. But it's fresh in my mind because we just watched him play. And I, I and feel like I had, to, I had to find some sort of quote about a pig. He was fantastic. I'm mm. liking what I'm seeing from the pig at the moment. It could, would be could such he a naughty... Be back? Could he be back? Look, I don't think he's back to being a pig, but he could certainly be an u- uber primo 105 plus guy for the rest of the year. Like possibly 110 plus if he really keeps it rolling. It kind of makes sense that he had a bit of a slow start at a new team and maybe now the form that he's found in the previous five or six rounds is just the form that he's going to maintain for the rest of the year. If he does that, he's probably going to be a top eight mid, which is crazy, but would be awesome because it's Titch. We all love Titch. He's, yeah, he's hitting all the stat lines, mate. I'm really liking what I'm seeing. So, yeah. Titch, get him in. All right, mate. I will get on with my fantasy proverb. And this week I've looked to the late, great Coolio <laughs> some inspiration gangster's paradise and this is my quote as i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left because i've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone and what that means is don't let the buys drive you insane you navigate the most treacherous weeks of the season the valley of death as i now like to call it and you feel the pain you feel the pain. 76 from English. He's supposed to be the number one ruck. 73 from Green. 77 from Lloyd. Rookies being subbed out. Primo, suspensions. Stay strong, people. Don't go down the path of Coolio. Losing your mind and letting it all go up in flames. Think it out. Do your trades. Stay strong. Let's do it. All right. That wraps us up for this week. Thank you for that inspirational message, Keebs. Um Coolio. You love it. I love it. I, I love was it. halfway through wrapping it up and then like, man, this, this has been a goofy pod. It has been a very goofy <laughs> pod. Thank you for tuning in, <laughs> listeners. If you've stayed with us the whole time, thank you very much. We always appreciate you tuning in. Mm-hmm. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at The Cousins Pod. At The Cousins Pod. We do all our best work there. Good luck for the rest of the buys. Good luck for round 14. It's going to be a big week. I'm feeling a bounce back for The Cousins. The site is telling me. So all the best, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Kids, your cousin. your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Kids, your cousin. Here's your cousin